Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not mad at this film for inflicting the sheer amount of pain on me that it did. I'm mad at God for not letting me die. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm Lonnie Hall! Hey guys, remember me, your new friend! I'm back on the show! We're, 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 we're uh, very glad right, to have you on. I'm going to stop the recording. And... <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Britton. Lonnie had to step out back to their uh, roadside stand to sell peaches. <laughs> and this week. <laughs> yeah, this week we're talking about the sequel to that Justin Bieber documentary, right? Yeah. Oh, I was under the impression we were talking about the Cats trailer. Yeah, Britton, <sighs> tell us what you thought of the Cats trailer. <laughs> the Don't internet needs now? to know. Okay, here's the thing. Look, guys, I love musicals very much, and I love... I'm very snobby about movie musicals, and I shouldn't be. But I am. This movie looks buck wild and so bad. And here's the thing. Cats is not supposed to be great theater. It was never supposed to be. It was misbranded by the public. But they all... Everyone in the movie looks like borrowers, but also like bad mocap. And it has the cast of like an like a, like a off-brand animated movie where it's like a bunch of big-name people. Mm-hmm. Two pop stars and a lead you've never heard of. And it just, I don't, and I'm not attracted to the Taylor Swift cat at all. <laughs> which I don't know if that's... The greatest sin that can possibly be committed. Well, see, I don't know if it's good on my <laughs> part or bad on their part. Because look, Taylor Swift, beautiful woman. Taylor Swift cat, not doing it for me. No shade on anybody for whom it does do something. But they don't even really look like cats necessarily. And they all also the proportions are off because yes. they're really small. They look like mouse sized rather mm-hmm. than cat sized. And Buster for Jones, played by uh, James Corden. Here's the thing about Buster for Jones. He's he's supposed to be like a proper boy. Like he's got a big spoon. He's like, oh yes, hello, children. He's not like a what is your favorite emoji kind of character? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Rebel Wilson cat is just Rebel Wilson, which is not a bad thing. I like Rebel Wilson. But, like, that's crazy. And Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger. That could end up working. Jennifer Hudson, great voice. Too young to play Grizabella. But I'm glad Meryl Streep isn't doing it because Meryl Streep doesn't need to be in as many musicals as she's in. Um, it also, Tom Hooper, not that great. And I don't think he has the right tone for this movie that you need. <laughs> Because it needs to be, like, real... I think it's going to be crazy. I don't think it'll be intentionally crazy. Sure. I might be wrong. I don't know. Is there also, also dialogue they, now? <clears throat> Why is there dialogue? It's an opera. Like... They're also I, very, like... The, the CGI is very... Um, or they're, they're very sort of seemingly delusional about the fact that they're just doing mocap and it's not very good. Yeah. They, they, he's he's yes. very adamant that it's not mocap. And Taylor Swift is blown away by this. But it, and the thing is, this is a, a darned if you do, darned if you don't situation. This is like Johnny Depp as the wolf in Into the Woods. If you try to make him into a CGI wolf, it looks stupid, but clearly he didn't look good in the movie. And there's a lot of complaints I have about that. But it, and, I, and Into the Woods is a musical that I love. Not a movie that I love. Cats is a musical that I think is fine. Um, I also enjoy that they have cast like actual dancers. Uh, Ro- Robert um, Fairchild, I think, is in it. as I think he's monkey strapped. And that's cool. I don't know the guy who's playing Skimbleshanks. I don't know the people playing Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser. And that's cool. <laughs> and I know I'm just throwing out names like Skimbleshanks and Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser. Um, I, uh, I know I, I'm just I, doing that to your ears. My, my family and myself went to go see 
cats on a on a cruise. Oh boy! But they, cats hate water. Sure, sure. I did. They, I guess they just kept them in the theater the whole time. They didn't, they didn't even know there was an ocean out there. Um, <clears throat> they just put um, they just put a blanket over that part of the boat so they thought it was nighttime. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so kind of myself and my my girlfriend, we were we were watching this. We we're just like, oh, musical. We'd we'd seen musical on a cruise before yeah. um the the height of uh of culture uh sure. seeing musical on cruises <laughs> um and uh we we're like oh the, you know this is a fun thing to do it's kind of you know we're out on the water but nothing nothing going on it's so yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna watch cats um you know we we didn't really know anything about it and then uh i think around the intermission we were we were all just kind of confused yeah and uh it never left it did, never did, changed did they come into the audience i hear they do that in the show show that they will actually i believe walk so I, th- I think there was a little bit of that now see i don't like that because i don't like audience participation anyway i don't sure. like doing it i don't like having it done to me and this movie will not have that theoretically unless they start asking some like poor unfortunate movie theater employee <laughs> to walk into your theater and start going like meow at you while you're trying to watch the movie and they go because I'm a cat you know like that's just going to be uncomfortable for everybody can you imagine and also Ray Winstone is in this movie like Ray Winstone who's famous for playing this guy in a movie I don't know and he's going to be a cat now and Idris Elba is going to be McCavity good sure he doesn't have to sing because McCavity doesn't sing to the extent that I remember the fever dream that was watching that musical yes uh that seems like a good choice. I, don't know. I guess I'm fine with it. Now, Ian McKellen as Gus the theater cat, sure, that'll work. Ian McKellen will be good because he's always good. This movie, it just overall looks so buck wild, and I don't know if it looks buck wild in the right way, and there shouldn't be dialogue, and this is, movie probably shouldn't exist anyway, but I also so, kind of love that it does exist. So, Britton, what you're, you're telling me is they never should have made this movie? Well, never say never, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my... It was gonna... I was trying I'm to... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were... <laughs> let, let's take that again. Uh, no, I don't... Well, I don't think they never should have uh, made this movie. Well, Britain, never say never again. <laughs> I, I, no, it worked, because I said never say never, and then you said it again. So it worked. I hate everything. It's okay. Both of them, like like over Skype, they looked directly at the camera, and they winked, and then, then it zoomed in, and it started the end credits for the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, what you guys don't know is well, we do Well, you can find us online and here come the sequels. We do have credits for the podcast that we just don't... That, <laughs> you don't, you don't hear them. You have it's to play the podcast backwards. Well, you don't, you don't hear them because it's, we, the screen rolls, but like, you, you know, we don't... See, yeah. you here, can't, here's the thing. I was, in movies, you don't have people read off the credits. Like, that'd be weird. It's, it, you know, um, you know, that would be great. <laughs> I like the idea of the, uh, the, the classic movie theater, the inner world guy, yeah. having to do that for, like, every... <laughs> and the best boy they could get was Fuzzy Skin. But just, just he's having to do this for literally thousands of names. <laughs> like, just... Having to do it like, very, <laughs> like, the Micro Machines guys, like, VFX department, uh, Terry Pratchett. Not that he was a very VFX guy. <laughs> It's just the name I could think of. Uh, well, folks, uh, in case you can't tell, <laughs> oh, God. we're not ready to talk about this movie. No. And that movie is Never Say Never Again. That's uh, okay. Alex, what kind of deets do you have on us? On it for this? <laughs> what's what's Dude, break out your dossier. What's, this, what's that, the sitch? That says Never Say Never Again on it. No, I was, was going to say it's it's the, the terrible file that says For Your Eyes Only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's Okay. Um, Never Say Never Again, directed by Irvin Kirshner of Allegedly. The Empire Strikes Back fame uh, from 1983. It has a 
score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 37% audience score. Now, just to give everyone some, some additional context in case they're completely unfamiliar with this movie, this is a James Bond movie, but it is not a part of the official series by Eon Productions. Um, I, I can get into the right stuff again if need be, but basically one of the producers of the original film Thunderball, who kind of helped Ian Fleming shape that story in the first place, had rights to that story, as well as Blofeld and Spectre, which is why you don't see them in any of the Roger Moore movies, really. Um, so basically, in the late 70s, he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own James Bond series and compete with them. And so he was like, I'm going to remake Thunderball. And he got Sean Connery, because Sean Connery was, was not happy with... Uh, he, he didn't leave... He, Eon Productions when he when he was done with the Bond movies on the best of terms. So he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna join them. We're gonna compete in the Battle of the Bonds in 1983. Turns out Octopussy won because it was a better movie. Definitely. Uh, Britton Tyler, what do you think of not Thunderball again? Oh God. I haven't seen Thunderball, and I don't feel like I've seen Never Say Never Again. I forgot <laughs> a lot of it. Also, I just real quick want to go through some of uh, Irvin Kirsch's other movies. Obviously, they make. Empire Strikes Back, a very good movie. He also made such movies as Stakeout on Dope Street. All right. Um, the Flim Flam Man, The Hoodlum Priest, uh, A Fine Madness, Up the Sandbox, The Return of a Man Called Horse. <laughs> I will not read the the uh, description because there is no way to make it better than uh, <laughs> than the the title. And he made a movie called Eyes of Laura Mars, which is supposed to be pretty good. And that is too. that is the most like list or movies that would be made up for like a, a cartoon, perhaps. Yeah, uh, like, like, like a fake movie, like a spoof movie or something. Yes, yeah. yes, like a but they're all different genres too. Yeah. Like you, you, you can you can place right. them in different. That's fascinating. He was also Zebedee in the Last Temptation of Christ, which I did not know he acted in a very legitimate movie. Sure, fascinating. But yeah, Irvin Kirshner, I believe this was his next movie after The Empire Strikes Back. So it was, yeah. Um, that's sad. Tyler, uh, is this better or worse than Thunderball? And then start with no. best thing, worst thing. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's the answer. Um, and I didn't really care much for Thunderball, but this movie is god-awful. Yeah. Whew. Anytime Bond goes underwater, there are disastrous oh, results. Geez. Unless he is in a submarine Lotus with uh, Barbara Bach. Sure. Because then he just blows everyone up. Correct! Um, which, like, I thought that that was sort of... The, oh, we've we've addressed that we don't need to continue doing underwater scenes. But boy, was I wrong. The, no, listen. Um, do they actually... That looked like a real shark. Do they actually kill a real shark for this movie? I was who, trying to look it up. knows? What? I have no idea. Because it looked like a real it shark in like see, a lot of those. Shots. I don't think. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't, did they? Does it die? Or I mean, they f in the in the movie they like filmed it's... they filmed weird like shots where I was like, oh, that seems like that would yeah. be like not ethical to do. Um, but oh, I I looked yeah. it up and saw nothing addressing it. Okay. So I also didn't. I think it is a real shark though. Also, once the credits started, I said, "Done, bye." So I didn't stick around for the PETA monitored the animal action or no animals were harmed. Oh, uh, disclaimer. Yeah. Sure. The credits to me were a permission slip to go do something else. Um, <laughs> and boy, did you take advantage of it. I sure did. I probably played Mass Effect. 
<laughs> my my worst thing that I think can summarize uh, this entire this entire movie fairly succinctly in terms. Oh, of... we're just jumping on the worst thing, and not, not even like here's something I, I liked. Just I'll have to let I'll have fat. to let that simmer. I'll have to see if a, a good thing actually does come up. Um, <laughs> so there's a scene in this movie. I think it's probably like halfway through, where uh, so I do actually have a best thing. I will I will get to that now that I think about it. Oh my god. Um, Largo, Largo. Uh, he's still Largo, even though he's it's, he, his like first name's different than it was yes. in Thunderball. It's kind of weird. Um, I got nothing. He has a girlfriend, and I remember no details about her identity. Is this uh, Kim Basinger? Sure. Maybe the blonde woman. Yes. Yeah, Kim Basinger. Yeah. You know she's I, she's the female lead in Batman. I guess I I guess I should know that, but like <laughs> this movie, Academy Award winner. This movie feels like it's it's from the '60s, so I just didn't. Uh, assu- okay. <laughs> I just assumed I wouldn't know anybody in it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So she uh, <clears throat> she's she's going to like a spa. Oh, um, not this scene! And, oh lord, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so Sean Connery's James Bond, who uh, looks like he's 65 years old in this correct, movie, even though he's correct. like in his mid early mid 40s. I- important detail I was going to address here that he looks he, he shows his age. Roger Moore is like five years older than him. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And like I know we were complaining in the last couple of movies, like Roger Moore looks like he's getting old getting old non Connery. Mm. Yeah. Um He he walks in, he is wearing sweatpants <laughs> and a sweater. And he walks into a room full of women in bikinis yeah. around a pool. And they're all looking him up and down like he's <laughs> he's hot stuff. And uh and so he walks. He walks through them, um, and then he goes. And, and uh, Kim Basinger, as I've been informed, um, is is on the spot, the, the massage table, right? And so he, he starts to massage her, and he's trying. It's to It's a very right. convenient and, position for Bond to take advantage of. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and he's he's trying to to tell her about, um, or to get some details from her about probably something. I don't know. Maybe I assume he's trying to read ahead in the script. Uh, those lines, because uh, I assume he failed to read his script before showing up on set. <laughs> I don't think there picture. was a script before he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hate scripts that don't have pictures. So he uh, he uh, he learned quickly after you only live twice and diamonds are forever that you don't need a script to make a Bond movie. Sure, sure. you just need imagination and misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so she's on the misogynist table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Britain gets extra bonus points for that. Yay! I'm up to three. <laughs> Ten points to Britain door. Um. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let me hold up. Wait, hang on. Pause the podcast. I have to. I have to rewrite all my dating profiles. <laughs> um. The yeah. So he um. He, he's he starts massaging this lady and he's talking to her. Oh, and she's and, naked at this point. Like, like it's yes, like it's supposed a, to be a full she body has a towel massage. over her rear end. Yes. Yes. So, um, he's massaging her, and then oh, the worst part is he gets a good look at her because he's like, oh, get on your uh, your stomach. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, she's originally on her back, and he gets a good look at her when he, you know, she yeah, removes the towel yeah. to turn over. So that's the first thing. And so then he continues to massage her, and she asks him to go lower, and mm-hmm. on her back, and so yeah. he 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 gropes. Increasingly towards her behind. Well, and this also pointed out uh, that he's massaging like 
the tops of her shoulders. Mm -hmm. So when she says lower, there's a long way to go. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, she said lower. And then he goes like, (laughs) literally like under the towel. It's not like lower. Oh, you mean lower. Oh, you mean lower. It's not even like, she's like, can you go lower? Sure. (laughs) And, uh, and so, so he's gotten the information and the groping that he wanted to get done, um, and uh, as Bond usually does. And and the 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 actual massage lady shows up, and uh, she just sort of nods at him. He's just like, oh, I, it's, okay. well. The weirdest part is, walk out now. Connery is still like he's got his hands on Kim Basinger's body when this lady yes. shows up. Like yeah. as even as he's leaving, like there's a moment where he's still got his hand as it's like sliding along her leg, and I'm like, the masseuse should notice this. This is yeah. just bizarre. And she shows up, and she's he, she's compassionate, like, oh, I, but who was that other guy? And she's like, oh no, he doesn't work here. And I'm like, why are you letting him just walk through? What's happening? <laughs> and the worst and part then, is the rapid zoom in on Kim Basinger's face, where she's yes. like, oh my god, what happened? And then, like, it slowly turns into, like, a satisfied smile. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. That is the part where I was just like, what's happening? Yeah, like, did John Hughes write this? Like, what are we doing? It, it's so just tone deaf and do, gross. Do you, remember, do you remember me complaining in Thunderball where, where Connery basically blackmails the, the lady at the, the physical therapy place in, into having sex with them? Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, it, it's it's... You know, kind playful. of playful. It's yeah. it's still very questionable that it's in the movie, but it, it's played as as more of a playful thing as opposed to him just being a complete monster. And um, also, um, this Alex, takes it to a new level. <laughs> Alex, remind me how how many years ago was that prior to this movie? What, what was that like? Sixty five. Oh, so <laughs> like 18, eighteen years ago. <laughs> Back when Connery looked like he wasn't about to fall over. Well, the funny thing about Connery is. Outside of this context, he aged very well. Like, yeah, sure. Even when he was clearly like an old man, he looked great. Does um, he have a a weird tan going on? Like, yeah, I don't know. He looked sunburned some, some for a good chunk involved, of the movie, yeah. more than likely. Um, I don't know if it's like movie, a spray tan or or what. This movie feels like it was made in the '60s, and the only thing they changed was Bond is old now, yeah. and they made it more like generally problematic yeah um yep <laughs> i concur well i messaged you guys when i started watching it and i was like this movie feels like a fan fiction like mm-hmm. it really felt mm-hmm. like someone went yes i don't like these roger moore movies where he's not having sex with more than two women per movie <laughs> even so though in some of them he does have sex sure, with sure. plenty more yeah. than that but you know what but, i'm saying like yeah, no i and i yeah. definitely and we've we've criticized the roger moore movies perhaps not as much as we should for it does not handle female characters perfectly compared to this though those movies are like downright progressive oh my gosh it's crazy it's like orange is the new black over there like (laughs) but here it's just like nothing is the new anything like it's but in this movie it's not just that he has sex all the time it's that every woman that runs into him is like completely undone in the thrall of him that he's like hello and they're like oh are you are you i can't believe you're talking to me it's like, like he can't even get the words out, my name is Bond, James Bond, and the, before they immediately throw their arms around him. I know. There was some, like, cashier or some, you know, woman who he talks to, and he's like, you know, good morning. And she's like, mm, and maybe a good night as well. Like, it's so gross and cartoonish. And it really does feel like a 14-year-old was like, yeah, w- women, what if I got action? And I feel like Roger Moore's Bond is playful 
in a he's sort of a puckish figure you mm-hmm. know he's like eh, whatever you know I'm goofing around but he you never feel like he's and part of this is Roger Moore you yes. don't get the feeling that he's going to take advantage of somebody mm-hmm. Connery feels like he never matured past like frat <laughs> boy yeah and Moore felt like I'm being kind of coy and playful but I'm being like on your level I mean obviously the we, last movie we, he had the watch camera zoom sure which definitely feels like a Connery thing this Connery this Bond as, uh, with Connery feels like a frat boy who never matured yeah, yeah. and I, I did not like that also Connery looks weird without facial hair <laughs> I've only ever seen him with facial hair so <laughs> he also looks weird when he's given a terrible toupee <laughs> sure yep and Roger Moore, they do some some hair charity to him in the later movies. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And I think part of this is just because Roger Moore generally carries himself with more decency and more, like, charm and class. Yeah. And those movies do that as well. Right. Yeah. So, Tyler, so, what's your best thing? Yeah, what was the best thing you found? Um, <clears throat> my best thing is, I don't, I don't remember her name or the actress's name or anything, but she's supposed to be the, the Fiona, Fiona Volpe. Uh, Her name in this movie is Fatima Blush. Yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> in a Golden Globe-nominated performance. Really? For what? <laughs> Wait, well, hold, hold, hold the phone. This is a real thing. I'm not upset by that, though. I like, am very upset by that. She is a ton of fun. She is she, she is she's a ton the of fun. Because no, she's the only it, one that realizes the mess that she's in. Yes. Well, and that's the other it's thing, like, too. It's like Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin, where she's the only one that's in on the joke. Yes. And the other thing, too, to note there is that I liked every character in this movie that wasn't Bond more than Bond. Sure. <laughs> um, I think maybe the worst thing I can say about it, uh, which might... I don't know. The, the, I, I'm not even really going to like put a point on my worst thing. I'm just going to leave a, a couple of those things out there. But yes, um, she is a lot of fun. She's chewing up the scenery. She's she's generally seems to be enjoying herself. She's doing ridiculous stuff um, the entire time. Where like in terms of how she's trying to kill people and kill Bond, there's a moment where she just tries to straight up uh, blow up Bond while he's in bed with a woman, and yeah. it's great. And I wish it had worked. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, that bit where she tosses the snake into the guy's car. Yes, car was, snake. We need to address it, car snake. It upset me to no end because I'm just like, what? You, you are a master <laughs> assassin. Just pull out a gun. <laughs> and I kept, I kept. I, I was watching it with my roommate, and the whole time, like, every scene she was on screen, and she's supposed to be doing her job and killing someone, I was just like, you, I'm sure you can get access to a firearm. This shouldn't be this difficult. <laughs> and I kept doing that over and over again. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, so so Carsnake, uh, she is driving uh, beside a man. I think um, she's she the is, worst assassin in movie history. She is, she is just, it worked, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, for the this, one guy. <laughs> Snake survived too, you know? Like, yes, yeah, but she, she is driving right alongside this guy on a highway. And this guy, I forget, he had just done something for her. Well, yeah, he, he, he was the guy who they switched his eye. It, it Domino's brother. Yes. Who is, somehow they have, Spectre has access to a scan of the President of the United States' eyeball. Mm-hmm. And they are able to switch out this guy's eye for a copy of the president's eye so he can access this thing to send the nuclear missiles to Spectre. That way they can plan this whole, we're going to hold the world ransom until they give us money. Otherwise, we'll blow up these warheads. 
Um, so basically, this guy is driving off from the airbase after he's gotten away with this, and she just drives up and she's like, "Hey, good job. This is and great." Then, and, then and then she she she, she tells him, let, let Tyler his car. Tell her. "This is my this is my moment, Alex." <laughs> uh, she um, yeah she she's driving along and she like specifically points to him to she's like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes on the road," but she's also like. Thumb, give him a thumbs up and wink or whatever then she turns over she just got the snake in the passenger seat <laughs> and she just hugs it and the guy's just like what I think the thing oh, that... it's, it's like an infomercial where yeah. a guy is like I have too many plastic bins in my cabinets <laughs> he's like what is Burn. this oh. and then he just goes and crashes into yeah. like an old fort yeah like, and ever just feel like around. life isn't going right for you <laughs> And she runs in and try gets our snake. insurance. And by the time she's back to her car, then the car, the other guy's car explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun moment. Well, the the thing that confused me the most about it, and there are several things there <laughs> to unpack about what's confusing or not. Um, it's not like the snake is poisonous or anything that we can tell. It's not like oh, it bit him and that mm-hmm. caused him to die or something. It's just a distraction to freak him out so he'll crash. Yep. Pull out a gun and shoot him. Coming to theaters this summer. <laughs> you'll <laughs> never, you'll never roll down your window again. Car snake. <laughs> <laughs> I love car snake. Uh, real quick, Barbara Carrera, the who played uh, car snake lady, <laughs> did lose that Golden Globe to Cher from uh, a film called Silkwood. Which isn't, I, I think isn't that's that the life? only way this could have gone. Like, that seems like the only possibility. That's the logical outcome. She was also nominated with Tess Harper from Tender Mercies, which I have not seen, Linda Hunt, who eventually won an Oscar for The Year of Living Dangerously, which I have not seen, and Joanna Pacula from Gorky Park, a movie I... Uh, uh, it's a mystery drama film by Michael Apted. Britain. Sometimes I think you just you just research. You know, Michael Apton. He did a Bond like, movie. Like do some some random name generation uh, before the <laughs> podcast and just have like a list on your phone of just things to read off. Because we never <laughs> fact check you on these things. We have no context for you. I, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you, I think Britain. I think sometimes you just research award shows, and I absolutely oh, sure. do. I realize that's no, actually I what's happening. Definitely here. do that, but um, I don't make up the names. Gorky <laughs> Park does sound fun. Uh, starring Gorky Romano. I um. So Tyler, what what was your best thing in all of that? I know we. I think it's Carsnake. Okay, it's Carsnake. Okay, Carsnake okay. is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Britain, best thing, worst thing. So uh, my worst thing, I, I mean, it's the. I love how everyone's just going straight to the worst <laughs> thing because this movie is Hold trash. Hold on. Uh, best quick, thing, quick graphic design well. uh, suggestion um, for a potential uh, movie poster. With I, I, I've just had the vision of <laughs> it's a man. It's a man, and he's looking out his window. And there's just there's the shadow of the snake, sort of like above his like on his his car window. I think that's I think that's that's really like that. it's sort of a Jaws thing where it's like yeah. little, but it's like the this it's like a cinematic universe of like car Anaconda snake. sure and sure. crawl car snake a summer you'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that you'll never roll your windows down again. <laughs> Don't let the heat in, <laughs> or let the heat out. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so my, I think my worst Probably thing fun. about this, really, we've already touched on it, is the the whole woman angle of this. Movie. <laughs> the fact that there it's are women just... in this movie and they decided to try oh, writing for them. Boy. Um, I'm going to say that this movie, it looks like it's directed for, it, it, from the '60s, but literally down to the look of the film. Yes, yeah. and not in a nostalgic throwback way. In a 
in that way. Yes. And well, how, I, Alex, I, you pointed out this movie looks like it's filmed like a TV movie. I yeah. agree. It, it feels like a TV movie specifically from the 80s, which looks kind of like how things were sure. filmed in the 60s. Right. And, but also it looks really like amateurishly shot. Like it, it's, it's almost like they shot everything at the last minute because this movie, like they had no idea what they were doing. You know, it was a very rushed production. <laughs> yeah, it just feels, it, the whole thing felt very amateurish. And, Which is weird because it's Irvin yeah. Kirshner. Right, who had just done a genuinely great movie. And yeah. then, like... Yeah, and he like can... The, it shows he can handle special effects and, like, mm-hmm. production yeah. design. And there's, like, no finesse to these action sequences. Like, the whole... Probably just the overall blandness of the movie. Um, my best thing is that... So you've got Max von Sydow in this movie, who's one of my favorite actors. As Blofeld. As Blofeld. He has not done... He, he's one of those actors who... You like a, like a Ben Kingsley or a Charles Dance. A lot of the times, his movies do not uh, live up to his ability level. Right. Um, but the and he is only in maybe three scenes in this whole movie, which I both lament because that means I don't get more Max von Sydow, and I consider that great because that means von Sydow probably did like two days of shooting, got a paycheck, and headed mm-hmm. out. Correct. And, but my best thing about this whole thing is that in my head canon. Both him and Rowan Atkinson are doing Sean Connery impressions because <laughs> right, they right. both they both have the kind of like sh- their s's are kind of they're not doing full on Sean Connery impressions but there's a sense of like well done sir and in and uh, Rowan Atkinson shows me like well James Bond I didn't know if you wanted to they both sound like they're kind of impersonating him which I like yeah Rowan Atkinson showing up and this was just like it's so happening? bonkers and he's not even that funny no except just... for when he says use the natural camouflage and he stands behind a pillar <laughs> and I was what I wanted him to do was then go around each individual was, pillar yeah. but he didn't of course although it's almost more funny that he goes and hides behind one <laughs> and then just like <laughs> just walks continue. away because Rowan Atkinson's a funny guy obviously and Max Mosito with what looked like a taped on goatee <clears throat> and a cat that clearly didn't like him yeah yeah, I, I, so I think it's just the fact that it, I could convince myself they were making fun of Sean Connery and that I like Max von Sydow. And I both lament that he was, wasn't in it more and I'm happy. And I thought Klaus Maria Brandauer was actually pretty good. So, I, uh... I've, I've, I've triple-checked this. Um, and perhaps Wikipedia's wrong. Perhaps there is a significant inflation between um, the... Uh, the in 1980 and 1983, for all I know. Um, it would appear that the budget for Empire Strikes Back was $18 million. It appear that the budget for uh, Never Say Never Again was $36 million. That is literally twice. <laughs> literally I, twice. I've heard some, some different numbers thrown around for Empire Strikes Back because okay. I know it went over budget and that was caused mm-hmm. a huge headache for everyone involved. Sure. So Until well, it made... Yeah. 500, 600 million dollars. Is it yeah. really Back. important to me that we see the Tauntaun guts? Well, the, no, well, there was, really there was a huge <laughs> thing about George did not use any no, of No, a couple of huge things were called Adats. Well, he didn't, he didn't use any yeah. of Fox's money to make that movie. He got, like, a loan from a bank to make it, like, so. <laughs> so I just like the idea that he went, like, yeah, this is the SunTrust Star Wars universe. <laughs> I just I, uh, like, uh, yeah, I know this seems kind of crazy, but you, you saw Star Wars in theaters a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I want to make sure that the, the sequel. Um, you know, I really want there to be some more dobacks. Is that, <laughs> is that something? <laughs> but uh, like, that's that's why I'm seeking this love. But like snow dobacks, we'll call them <laughs> snowbacks. Wait, new idea. They're called banthas. 
Okay, so... Uh, sir, it appears your credit score is negative 12. Okay, but can I have a Wampa? No, you know what? That's, you, made, you, you, did, you made that up, sir, you got, but I want one. I'd like a Wampa, please. They, they do smell worse on the outside. What? Those are Tauntauns, huh? Oh, my God. You, you can't taunt us. Tauntauns. Wow. <laughs> I like this idea of George <laughs> Lucas just having revelations about alien creature names by just like <laughs> everyday conversation like he's he's just talking about. <laughs> and then and then years later he goes back and he's like, I wanna make a movie with a guy called Kit Fisto. We're not giving you the money. Fine, I guess I'll go back to where whoever funded those movies. <laughs> Alex, what were your best and worst things? Um, was it when you paused during Kim Basinger turning over and zoomed in and out and in and out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pulled the good old Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah, you did that thing that everyone did when they saw the Franco Zeffirelli, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> Our audience gets that reference. <laughs> do, do, do they? Do I? <laughs> I think I do. There's like a split second where you can see Olivia Hussey's breasts and I, everybody was like, oh my god. Oh my god. But now, Alex, what are your best and worst things? Um, well, first off, I want to list off just the amazing combination of elements that are at, are at play in this movie. Cadmium, phosphorus. So, so Sean, you got carbon. Sean Connery can't coming can't back. Carbon, you know? <laughs> so you got Sean Connery coming back as James Bond. It's Hello. not connected to any of the previous Bond movies. It's a remake of not not just like a Roger Moore Bond movie or you know Lazenby's movie. <laughs> it's a remake of one of Connery's own films. Um, <laughs> It's directed by the guy who did Empire Strikes Back. It's the writing credit is one of the main screenwriters for the Batman sixty show. The, the the show or the movie? Both. Oh, cool. And it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, my best thing, I, since we're going to like specific scenes for a lot of our best and worst things, my best thing is. And I'm, I'm getting very because I, I absolutely hated this movie. I'm go, I'm getting very in the weeds here. There's a moment where after Bond is chained up and Kim Basinger is about to be sold off to a bunch of terrorists oh, yes. or something, which that. we'll Woo. get to that. But Woo. Bond is able to get free because he has a laser watch, which sure. feels like Why it's not? ripped straight out of the Roger Moore movies. Yeah. Like that. I was like, they could have used one of those in Marine. Am I right? Oh my god. But anyways, um the guard comes in to try and figure out, oh, what happened to Bond? Where'd he go? And he goes out and, and and like there's this open uh doorway that doesn't go anywhere. It's just like a cliff. And uh -huh. he and he goes and looks out and Bond just pulls him out because Bond's just hanging on the side of the wall. Mm -hmm. And then we see a dummy fall to its death. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. Now, also, hold on. Yeah, I got a couple questions about this scene too, but you go first. I, you, we may be on the same page here. How is that your best scene? Uh, when the clearly superior Bond and Kim Basinger jumping off on a horse? Yes, yes, Kai uh, Lauren, that's off the wall, on the same wavelength. How? How? Yeah. How does that not supersede? They threw a horse into, into an ocean. <laughs> I was concerned for the horse's well-being. That couldn't fair. be my best. Yeah, thing. I thought they were abusing an animal again. That was so crazy. Water horse. Oh wait, they've already done that. <laughs> that yeah, the governor from Walking Dead is in that movie. Is he really? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but he's in it. I have seen it, and I remember being confused. And I think it eats a dog at some point, and oh, I was like, God. I'm upset about this. 
Ooh, what a whimsical thanks Walden Media yeah, that's what I was like wait is that from I, studio, may have, I may just be confused from it's the studio possible. that brought you Bridge to Terabithia well this is on brand I guess yeah, true true that's a great movie though Bridge to Terabithia um, yeah dude you know that's not a great movie <laughs> never, never say, say never, never again. again so what's your so what's your worst oh you already did your worst thing did you do no, your I worst haven't. thing I haven't done my worst thing yet um, this is very tricky because like I, I, I could easily just say the rest of the movie because yeah. it's just bad um, I think I'll just go to overall action and set pieces because, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is something we've talked about. When a Bond movie is bad, if it's got a, if it has some neat set pieces, that can really help elevate it. Sure. Um, and that's what's happened with a, a few of the Roger Moore movies. Uh, and this movie, the all the set pieces are just terrible, and none of them have any imagination, imagination or sense of fun. Um, like, like I immediately think of that the the fight at the uh, the physical therapy place between Bond and generic henchman guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they and they go through like a boxing. They throw themselves crowd? through like twenty different windows. They yeah. just keep throwing each other and just breaking everything in this hospital. And I have no idea if it's supposed to be funny because it's dragging on so long, or if I'm. Because initially, I like how Bond's just working out, and and the guy sabotages the the workout equipment, and it's like, oh, Bond's actually in danger. How's he going to handle this? Um, and I like how Bond is actually getting beat up and thrown around. I, I really appreciate when, when you know they actually have Bond. I also like that they kept throwing him onto a workout mat, so Connery yeah. didn't have to like to risk anything. <laughs> but but like when we have Bond in situations where it's like, oh, he actually gets hurt, he gets roughed right. up a bit. I, I really appreciate that. That helps it feel more real. Um, but then it goes on so long, and they just keep throwing it, each other through, like, windows and stuff. And I'm just like, how is this not over yet? Um, and then the end of the scene is amazing. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful setup and payoff, if you follow. Uh, indeed, indeed. So Bond has to—he had to deliver a urine sample earlier in the movie. Um so of course he gets thrown into the the little which lab I think area. wasn't wasn't there some sort of sexual yeah innuendo like going around around that scene yeah well no, the girl's right. holding the cup like and, and she she's like she's several feet away from him because he's just sitting on the chair and she's like on, oh on the yeah counter and and she's like oh well I'm gonna need a urine sample for testing and, and he's like oh do you want me to do it from here which is it's like weird oh, instead of I, instead of no. like. Instead of one-liners, this movie has uh, like creepy uncle jokes. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Returning to my frat, my frat. Yes, movie. yes, exactly. Like it's it's all very like <laughs> sex. <Yeah. laughs> like that's dude. What if what if you just threw his pee at him? <laughs> it, yeah, but then so so of course he gets thrown to the lab with all the beakers and everything and all all the different chemicals and which and is the most stuff. just like cartoonish yeah. like. What a, yeah, the hospital probably has just like all these <laughs> different shapes and sizes of beakers and and so Bond and grabs goes, <laughs> Bond grabs the nearest cup, throws it in the guy's face. The guy is it's like alien acid blood where it's just oh my god, what's going on with my face? And he falls and and he hits like a bunch of of, of bottles and glass and stuff, and and he's just kind of like on on his knees or whatever, and it's like what 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 happened? And then he falls over, and, like, the glass, like, he's got tons of shards in his back. And I'm like, with the amount of stuff you guys have been throwing each other into, 
over the past half right. hour that this fight scene's been going on. The fact that you now want to throw in realism that he <laughs> he gets hurt by glass is just that bothers well, me no end. But then Bond, Bond looks urine. At, <laughs> but then Bond looks at, at the cup and he's like, "Oh, it's it's my urine sample." All right. Yeah, Bond. And then the scene urine is highly acidic. This is canon. I'm a xenomorph. <laughs> And then he just leaned, <laughs> So I'm going to get you with my little mouth. You you mentioned this at the beginning of this scene, that there is a, a, a workout machine, yeah. which I found quite good. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this this actually was a thing. I don't think it is, though. Uh, we, we open, and Bond is... is he. It's hard to tell if he's pulling or pushing, but he is... Yeah, I he think is, he's, he's supposed to be doing bench presses. But he is moving this machine up and down yeah and the weight is going down when the bar is up so it's yeah. like oh so he's he's pulling he's pulling and the weight is coming up that seems to be seems logical that, that makes no sense seems to, yep. to make sense with he seems to be straining when he pulls it down yeah, yeah. you know this seems this seems to follow yep and then the guy i forget what he does does he he like snips the weight. He does something yet yeah, to make the bar drop and pin and the him bar down. drops and pins Bond down. But the weight is on the ground, and it's like, how are you generating right. the pressure? What's happening? Exactly. It Who was cares? the guy like, holding it in. Uh, well, it it very much feels like um, we we this this would be an easy way to fake this is if we have a machine where it's actually the hard part is pulling it down but then we can we can have him pull it down when it's supposed to fall down Who with like cares? no ways it's just very like again the production value and very like feels very amateurish and not thought through um, and i could be wrong maybe that maybe that is how all of that would work but i i don't think that's the case i i'm pretty sure they were just like eh, this will probably no one will notice yeah oh we noticed well that's right he, irving here's the thing and, and it kind of goes along with it feeling like a tv movie the opening scene where Bond goes into this vaguely South American yes. place to kill these guys and rescue the girl and it ends up being a test. I kind of liked that scene because yeah. it, it gave me the impression that they were trying to go for a more realistic tone. Sure. Like Bond is a man on a mission and he's going to kill these people with guns and, and like he gets he ends up getting knifed by the girl and it's like, oh, it's a test. And then you want to break down the logic of, well, if it's a test, how do the how do you know if he's actually effective with his gun if they're blanks? And like, sure. if you start to break all that down, it doesn't really make sense. But anyways, uh, that seemed to be hinting at at something where it's like, oh, we're trying to be more realistic. But then this movie is just the most goofy, nonsensical thing. But well, the set pieces are still trying to feel grounded in a way. Yeah. Like the the motorcycle chase is just terrible. I remember and I don't some know. Details if, of this. I, I think half of it is just because <laughs> Sean Connery's wearing a motorcycle helmet and he just looks goofy. He does. Yeah. I mean, really, this this movie is. And then the whole gunfight at the end is just terrible. Oh yeah, and it doesn't oh, yeah. help that that Bond is like completely useless during that whole period. There's like scuba soldiers running around. Yeah, and yes. I was like, uh, guys, this is not the Mummy, because <laughs> it looked like it was trying to be the Mummy. Sure, um, you are the not Tom Cruise one, right? Yeah, yeah. the it, it's <laughs> just so like the the premise of the movie seems to be, what if we did old man Bond, 
but it's not like who you know he's 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 going for one last mission he's he's right he's on the edge of his rope he's this wiry old man it's Oh, he has he has back problems. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's weird because the the opening like twenty minutes seems to be like it, it's trying to set that up, and then later on there's like one mention about him being old. Yes. It's or there's very. A, there's a couple. There's a, there's a couple. There, there's a bit more than that. But it's it's not like a Logan situation. It's it's not like Unforgiven. It's it's not like Star Wars: The Last Jedi where we're dealing with this older character who's on the edge of the ropes. Um, it's not Cars 1. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fair. Go. Fair. Let's think of other old people movies. Wales of August. Um, great, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Grand Torino. Those are all the Grand old movies. Grand Torino. Oh, oh, good. The Mule. <laughs> Just list off all Clint Eastwood movies yeah, from the much. past 15 years. Yeah, really. Um, I'm sorry, go on. That's all the old, old movies. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all. We listed yeah. them all. You're yeah. welcome. Um... Yeah, but it just feels like that should be the main thrust of the movie. But it's so preoccupied with just like, oh, what's the next Thunderball plot point we got to hit? Mm. Okay, well, let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Felix was dubbed. Probably. Also, it's fun. It is interesting that this is the first instance of Felix being played by an African-American actor. And it's not, it's not actually Jeffrey Wright in Casino Royale. Sure. Well, I, I like that they don't call any attention to yeah. it or make a big deal about it. However, it is weird, and this movie takes a lot of liberties with what the audience's expectations should be about this being a Bond movie in terms of is it supposed to kind of be in the, the previous Connery continuity or is it kind of its own thing? It's t- it's it, it, do- it can't pick a lane on that. Mm-hmm. So like when, when Bond shows up to the airport or wherever he's at – and Felix throws like a baseball at him or whatever oh, that yeah. is. And it's like, we don't know who this guy is. And he's like, Felix, you old dog, you. And I'm, I'm just going, <laughs> well, all the previous Felixes have been like a white guy. Were you expecting me to think this was Fe-? like, it, it's so confusing. This is approaching my, my, what I had hoped would happen with the first few Sean Connery movies where like Felix was a different um, actor every time. I was hoping it would get to something like this where it's just like every time he looks completely different like <laughs> yeah. just different different ethnicity the next time they get they get a Port, puerto rican guy or something some, sometimes he's a woman maybe yeah. um you know the, just like so who who is felix in the the bond pantheon uh felix is basically yeah. bond's friend who works in the cia gotcha and sometimes Wait. they go on missions together this has to be this... kind of like a buddy cop thing this has to be the fifth or sixth actor who's played him up to this point, right? Something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. They I just it, constantly change it. Is it's he in like, the Roger Moore movies? He is in Live and Let Die, the one that you did not watch. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And is Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright as Felix in the Daniel Craig movies? Correct. Yes. Which one? Is he only in Casino Royale? He is in Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and he will be in Bond 25. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I don't remember anything about Quantum of Solace. <laughs> so that would explain why I only knew about him from Casino Royale. I think I'm the only one who remembers anything that happens in Quantum Solace. <laughs> it's it's the movie yesterday, but you're the only one who remembers that Quantum of Solace came out. Wait, and you guys you guys know there there's there's another Daniel Craig Bond movie. It's 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 not just Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, and then no, this new one. I, I there's like, another one. I like the idea that that's the premise of the movie, but nobody notices until like 
like you you don't realize this has happened until <laughs> 90 minutes into the movie because like it never no comes up no it. one ever, no one ever brings it up anyway so but then you do a google of it and you realize wait this means that oblivion never happened either <laughs> or i'm i'm just like casually looking through like my movie collection i'm like well that's weird what happened to my copy of quantum of solace nobody would have taken it that's just huh, i was i was doing my my uh, usual i have my google alert of set for mark forster and uh <laughs> <laughs> Not seeing anyone. Ever, all of this is about finding Neverland. And then you you begin to do interpretive dancing of uh, Gordon Masalas, and people hate it and throw <laughs> tomatoes at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. And then, like, I literally write down like every bit of dialogue I can remember. <laughs> Somehow, I make it to Daniel Craig, and I'm like, "Do you remember any of this?" And he's like, "Wow, this is terrible. I don't know who would have written this." <laughs> Considering Daniel Craig made up a lot of it on set the day of. <laughs> wow. And he doesn't strike me as somebody who talks. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Despite having seen him in movies and heard him in interviews. So never say never again. Can we, can we talk about the fact that Spectre's sort of organizational setup is, yeah. like, a, is like a PTA meeting in a fancy house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you remember like in the original Thunderball where it's like, it's this very ominous big room and there's yes. like a, a fancy round table and everybody's giant, got like super fancy chairs. Giant boardroom, very is like, cool set. Oh, they, they went to the nearest uh, um, hotel and they just mm-hmm. bought out the meeting room. <laughs> for the, for the morning, there's, there's no tables that the, the chairs right, are not even like. We've only got this room for two hours. <laughs> then they're bringing in the the wedding reception. There's a really like terrible uh, camera, like video camera thing feed uh, that feels like it's something out of the '60s Batman <laughs> movie, like yeah, or show. Oh, I, I need I need to get to Lorenzo Simple Jr. and the fact that this movie feels like <laughs> '60s Batman, but without. The, the charm or the fun or are you the making whimsy? that name up are you making that name up to me right now yeah that and cubby broccoli made them both up <laughs> lorenzo simple Ju- you know here at lorenzo simple jr we believe in farm fresh ingredients and if it makes American you feel better labor. if it makes you feel better the simple is spelled s-e-m-p-l-e so, so it's like more so it's so it like george r. r martin was like i need a fantasy name uh kevin <laughs> with an a <laughs> yeah. It's simple, exactly. but it's simple. <laughs> you know, here at Lorenzo Simple Jr., <laughs> we we record all our we, we have all our pressed vinyl records of of easy listening from Yanni to Alex, give me another easy listening artist. To Lonnie Hall. To Lonnie Hall. <laughs> How did you guys name me for the show? No, thanks Lonnie, you're good. Just We keep... haven't even we haven't even addressed the song yet. Uh, no, oh, we'll you mean to, my we'll song that, that we'll I wrote? That. I'll, say, I'll say that to the end. Okay, <laughs> <I'll> do... <laughs> okay I'll come back later. Um, I'm going to go think... sell more peaches. <laughs> Once again, I think one of the biggest missed opportunities in this movie is Spectre. And that's really something that just the Bond franchise has just continually botched. Sure. Whether or not it's actually with Eon Productions. Um, like... When I'm just thinking about, like, okay, so I'm remaking Thunderball. Like, if I was given that responsibility, I've got an older Sean Connery. Of course, we've already addressed you would actually make it, like, old man Bond. Can he still do this? Oh, wait, Skyfall did that. Um, yeah. But but then you would also be like, well, Spectre, let's play that up. Let's have Blofeld be, like, an active part of the plot. Because the book Thunderball really just introduces Blofeld. He's just kind of the guy in the background. Um, and he's used in later books. 
Um, it, but this is just like, we don't even know if we're getting more movies. This is literally just a remake of Thunderball with many of the same characters. So let's try and tweak some things and make some improvements. No, no, just just don't do that at all. Just keep it the exact same. Who cares? But we don't, we don't even get the... the if you're going to have like the guy with the cat sitting in the background and he's having like this terrible meeting with all the other bad guys have him have the aggressive like oh the the one person in this meeting has betrayed us and then he does like the dramatic yeah. death yeah. The cat um, is like also, he does in Thunderball that cat does not want to be in this the movie the cat is super distracting yeah the cat <laughs> does just not like, like Maxwell and Cedar which I, just, I, can I don't get, can believe I go? the cat is a part of Blofeld's character in the movie or in the books excuse me I don't believe that's a thing. So they are literally pulling the cat from the Eon movies. Mm-hmm. I I don't know legally if this movie should even exist. <laughs> I like the idea that they uh, they could have gotten sued over. Oh, you, you gave this character a cat, <laughs> and I believe for I, I do believe for the longest time that there was like litigation and lawsuits trying to prevent this movie from from happening, which makes sense. Um. But, yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah, Vancito does have a very like conversational tone in this. He's very like, "All right, guys, so it looks like the brownie sales are up, and uh, we should be able." <laughs> so I think what we're going to do to help. Uh, so don't forget to sign your kids up for uh, youth <laughs> basketball. Uh, it's, it's being hosted through the, the local YMCA. And tell them if they if they sell enough candy bars, I'll go spend the day on the roof. <laughs> Get to uh, throw I'm, a pie in my face. I'm just imagining him, but he's got like a line graph, but it's just literally like a, a green line just going straight up. He's like, profits are up, up, up. And then, like, that's it. And remember, guys, uh, next week we're going to do Spectre Idol, so make sure you all have your songs picked out. <laughs> Hakeem, I know you've got a few good ideas. Oh, I think I've got something up my sleeve. Fundraisers, now, uh, going to, it's, it's going to the new gym, new gym roof. <laughs> now I want someone to do, like, do inter- internet shorts about, like, Blofeld running meetings, but it's it's not like when they're doing the well, big events. Oh, like, right. and oh we've, like, we've captured these missiles. It's it's like normal Spectre meetings that happen every couple days. And they do like a talk, like they cut away to like Blofeld talking to the camera. I'm the best boss. Uh, everyone here <laughs> says it. I'm kind of funny. It's and, literally uh, the I'm office, like a, but know. it's 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 Blofeld. <laughs> it's and like Spectre. Max Mancino walking around with his cat, like <laughs> just wanted to people like. Lago, Montego, baby, why don't we? Go? And Lago's like, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good one, Blofeld. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get the schematics on the, on the bomb. Oh, oh, oh. must get schematics. Oh, must follow programming. You gotta have some fun, Largo. Slaps him on the back too hard, and Largo's like, he just like looks at the camera like Krasinski, and like, mm, this guy, and he keeps looking over at Car Snake Lady, who's at the desk like giggling. <laughs> Now, Britain, I will say, considering you haven't actually seen Thunderball, I, I will say this movie does make probably two improvements over that movie. I think in every other degree it falls short. Um, one is Largo. Largo in Thunderball pretty much, it, mm-hmm. he's a blonde guy with an eye patch, and that's his character. Um, whereas this guy actually has some charisma. He's kind of he's kind of yeah. weaselly. Um, Oh, I thought, he, I thought he did a good job. In yeah, this. I liked him quite yeah. a bit, actually. He he has the right balance Again. of being over the top, but still feeling kind of threatening. I when, liked him. Yeah. I liked him more than Bond. Yeah. Like, Although you uh, know, this guy, maybe maybe we should hear him out. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> it three, is three weird that he has three years away from an Academy Award nomination for Out of Africa. 
he has his little computer room where he can just like have the, the thing pull out and he just watches Kim Basinger do hot yoga. Yeah. <laughs> and and very weird. <laughs> and Connery the best part is when Connery like fakes him out when he's just chilling on his boat even though Largo should be just killing Bond like I kept asking that throughout like the whole second half of this movie just like why don't you just shoot Bond like he's right there it felt like Austin Powers mm-hmm. anyways um, the bit where he fakes Blofeld out by kissing Domino and then that leads to a series of events where Bond is able to get into that room and he mm-hmm. sees like the, the, the one way mirror and I'm just imagining not even Bond, just Connery going I should have gotten a setup like this a long time ago um, in the uh, Spectre the Office uh, <laughs> Funnier Die series um, it's uh, Christopher Lee is the Todd Packer who <laughs> shows up and he's like so who's got two thumbs and totally boned your mom? This guy. Sorry, I, was I think you were going to say, who's, who's got three nipples and totally boned <laughs> your mom? That's so much better. That's so much better. And then and Largo's just like, oh, I'm like, I cannot do this. And Fonsita's like, oh, Scaramanga. I love this guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, I still, I still feel like we could also take this in the direction of... Uh, like vice principal uh, Blofeld, <laughs> where, like... where he's like doing a yeah, where he's like yeah, I like that, I like that too. And we don't actually find out who the principal no. is over the course of the show. They just keep saying Cubby over and over again. <laughs> yeah, well, Principal Cubby always says, "Oh, we don't want to anger Cubby with this." <laughs> um, but but okay, so so the the first improvement is is Largo. Um, he just immediately has more charisma and presence. Um, the other guy, like I said, eye patch. That's that's all we got. Um, and then the other area I would say is probably Domino, just because yeah. I feel like Kim Basinger can actually act, and she's not being dubbed like the girl in Thunderball. Uh, I mean, future that Academy being said, she gets next to nothing to do, and when she shows up at the end to kill Largo, I felt nothing. <laughs> Does she kill Largo in this? Yeah. Because Bond's chasing him underwater, and then she just kind of shows oh, up yeah. with a couple harpoon people gun. and just shoots him, and that's the end. Um, he's got the harpoon gun aimed at Connery, and yeah. then do you see the harpoon gun fire, but then he gets hit by it. Uh-oh, fake out. Which are I believe... Sure? Are you sure that happens? Mm-hmm. That, that is... Like, oh, he just shot Sean I Connery. I, I don't know. That, that is closer to the book. Um, but are we sure it happens? And her scuba suit no. is, like, really revealing. Because of course it is. Because of course it is. Um... I don't know. Kim Basinger's fine in the movie. I feel like she could be a really good Bond girl or Bond woman. I don't know what what's what I should be saying anymore. That's not going to offend anyone. I would, I would um, say woman is is, is correct because she's in. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like she would be better with better material. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, um, uh, without question. Yeah, and of course she has an Oscar. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I never but even her. even like Batman '89, where we were like, "Oh, she's like screaming through the second half of that movie." She's still good in that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like she gets plenty to work with. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I would say those are the only two improvements that immediately come to mind. Everything else is inferior to Thunderball. Do we do we want to talk about the fact that she? It's trying to get sold as a slave. Oh God! No, I don't. I really don't awful. want to either. I think we just need to yeah, address it. Was, it. It was it was offensive to one-celled animals. Like it was gross yes. all over. 
Yeah, so oh, basically, um, do, do we know what, I, I know they say it's like Northern Africa, and they call yeah. it like Palmyra or whatever, but like, I, I wasn't, and I, I guess they wanted to keep it vague so as not to offend anyone <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, really. I guess. Um, but yeah, they try and sell her off to a bunch of, I, I you know, I guess supposed to be terrorists. Um, it's uncomfortable, and... Yeah. Like, she's originally, like, covered in, like, this black yes. shroud. That way you can't really see her, and she's chained up. And then they reveal her, and it's it, it, uh, it's, it, it, it's super uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sean Connery wears overalls in this movie. Yes, yes I... Yeah, Which is yeah. the other point I have about Carsnake Lady, is that she's extremely <laughs> fashionable. She's wearing yeah. very nice hats, often throughout the movie. Um, her outfit at that, that party is ridiculous the costume game is on point the the, yeah. the or the the, the get up game is on point i guess yeah. like she feels she feels straight out of 60s batman in the best possible way yes while uh well bond's over here slubbing sh- sh- around in overalls yeah. like what what's this about I, I don't look know what to make of Lonnie Hall. Because <laughs> usually it's like, oh, Bond needs to look at his best. Like, we give him all these fancy shirts, and, and like, he's always got these beautiful well, suits that the, he's in. The thing and this about one, they're is... just like, well, we're giving him a tux in one scene. What more do you want? The thing about that is, and I, I think they miscalculated this here, um, audiences really don't like to have their heroes deconstructed. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Thank you. I hate that. I like to imagine Deborah Snyder and Zack Snyder. You ask them what their favorite Bond movie is, and they're like, "Never say never again." <laughs> they're, they're like, what? "No, they're specifically like, what's the one where Bond wears overalls?" Yeah, that one. <laughs> and Snyder, Snyder just like starts giggling to himself, and he goes, <laughs> "P." <laughs> um. Oh my God, because P is in Batman versus Superman. That's a plot oh point. God, yeah. Ah. This was his inspiration. Uh, Guys, we figured moment, it out. Talking of sort of cosmetic elements, Kim Basinger's hair at like the fancy party in this movie looks like Paul Hollywood on Great British Baking Show told them to make like hair out of like monkey bread or something. <laughs> it's so weird looking. And that's not a comment on her. It's just the hairstyle is very peculiar. Also, they play Tron Battleship in this movie. Yeah, that was a scene. I was literally having Tron flashbacks. Alex, remember when you were talking about last podcast how you like a good Bond outwitting a guy in a a, a poker game? Uh Um, What happened in that scene in this movie? (laughs) I... There are some things like I, I know I do a lot of foreshadowing, especially with movies that I'm familiar with. And I'm like I try to you know give you guys proper expectations going into this, and then there are some things that I just can't explain. <laughs> this I, was like I, yeah, it's so I just, crazy. I just don't want to give you any sort of breadcrumbs to follow. I want you to find your way back, and <laughs> this is one of those times. Well, it was this moment because Klaus Maria Brandauer is like. I have a game. I designed it myself. And I really wish to be gone. It's called Undertale. And... <laughs> well, even better than that... And we're going to be love... walking through... Oh, I, so I get to kill or shave them? Well, you get to <laughs> save them. No, shave. That's what I said. But then... Uh, yeah, and then they're playing this thing where they're holding, like, steering wheels. Like, they're at a Qzar. But then know. they're, like, shooting each other like it's a battleship. But then I didn't know if they were actually attacking real country. It was, it was like war games. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very strange because it's like you are given a a country or the world as it gets to in the final stage, and it's, yeah. you're, you have like these laser guns, and you're trying to take control of as many areas as you can. So basically, you're just shooting these things faster than the other guy, um, and then you try and launch nuclear missiles at the other person, and if they don't block it with their shield, they lose. 
Um, and then every time you lose, there's like static electricity, right. or like you get you get you an get electric shock. shock. Hands, yeah. Um, and it escalates, and none of it made sense. No, and there was no tension. It was just all it did was make was remind me of Tron. And how Tron the, is... The effects are actually not bad for 83. No, no, definitely not. I mean, and Considering Tron it's supposed to be a, like a hologram type thing? Yeah, like, yeah. Sure. Like, it felt like a precursor to like Iron Man's work table where he's got yes. all the holograph, holographic stuff. Although, you know? when you compare that to the space chess in Star Wars, which was six years prior... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's great. Whatever. But it's also a much simpler effect. Sure. And, yeah. and I think that was like yeah. stop motion creatures they just sort of But there is over. something to be said for not making something so obnoxiously over-designed that true. you don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah, that's very true. Well, it, There's, it like, feels, numbers it, in the top of the screen that are, like, going up, and it's like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. like if you look at them, I, I, at several moments I noticed, and I couldn't tell who was who, mm-hmm. but it, but one was, like, significantly higher than the other, like, right. by, by yeah. many thousands, and it was like, wait, what's what am I supposed to do? When, and, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Criterion edition that I did with the deleted mm-hmm. scene of Connery putting in his initials, and he goes, <laughs> A... <laughs> what is not accepting it? He tries to put BJB, but after he puts BJ, he just giggles for five minutes. And then... No, but then, then he, he's like, Domino, come over here and look. And then she starts giggling. And Largo's just like, Largo's just sitting in his chair and he refuses to get up. What are you two laughing about? Gu- guys, guys, I'm <laughs> acting Spectre Manager today. <laughs> Show me, show me. No, no, no. It's fine. It's nothing. It's not, I'm laughing at an episode of Just Shoot Me that I watched last night. So I was, I was looking through to, through our, our conversation about this as we we all watched this and oh gosh, it was to, great. to make sure I was catching everything. Um, there was a point I wanted to say earlier about Spectre and the fact that their acronym. I don't did, has has their acronym changed or has it always been? What it's it always is. been the same. I, don't, I can't remember what it is, but it's fine. Um, but it is all, strange in the movie Spectre that they never actually say it out loud, right? Um, but the the R stands for revenge, um, yes. because it's like oh they're they're in charge of these things, which which makes me very happy because it makes me think that the, kind of what we were talking about with with Spectre being sort of a you know the day to day management. It's like yes. they're in charge of all revenge. <laughs> so it's like if you want to like you know it's uh you know my neighbor they blew they blew their leaves in my yard. You have to go to Spectre. And Spectre is like all right, well let's see what, what maybe we can. Uh, Maybe we can we can trim. You got that tree that hangs over there. We can trim it so the branches fall down in there, and it'll be a problem. Maybe uh, throw some uh, some dog poop on their their yard. Uh, maybe we can do something like that. I don't know why Blofeld now sounds like half George Lucas. I do like the idea. Hey, can can we call up uh, Kerry Fukunaga and suggest an alternate casting choice for Bond Twenty Five? <laughs> oh no, the real Blofeld has been revealed. Hi. <laughs> Yep, I'm behind everything. Uh, I'm the, I'm author, the author of all your, of pain. all your pain. Hey, look at that. Um, can we can we mention the weird part going along with the Spectre acronym? There, isn't there a bit where Blofeld's like he's giving his ransom broadcast and he's like, we have engaged in two of the words that Spectre stands for. <laughs> Terrorism really? and extortion. If you don't meet our demands, we will use a, <laughs> a third one, revenge. And I'm like, that's not revenge. <laughs> like they 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 didn't do anything to you. You stole their missiles, and they're just refusing to pay up. Like that's not the Spectre definition doesn't, of doesn't revenge. understand what revenge works. Yes, well we uh, we threatened them, and then they uh, they did not give in to our demands. Therefore, we have to punish them uh, 
for uh, for not doing the thing we asked them to do. Yeah, it's revenge. That's it's not revenge. But I also anyway. like the idea of him forgetting. Like, and uh, what? Oh, so what's the third thing? <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, it, it, Pancakes. Oh, S P E. Is it is it E or R next? <laughs> Wait, which E is extortion and which? Oh, jeez. No, there's no G's. Uh Oh my god. Uh the, 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 the getting back to the whole casino sequence. Number one, it's weird that they keep saying, "Oh, Largo just donates to to like orphan children or something." Like it's not like they don't they don't even bother with like a specific charity name or something. He's like, "This goes to a charity for orphan children." It's just it just says orphans. Yeah, yeah but that's all that, it says. I think, but I think at some point it just says children. What's this charity for? <laughs> Kids. But oh, it, it, that the, feels the, like something written by a ten year old. Just right. It's like, oh, I, my, my, my I, I've, uh, we give money to a charity for homeless dogs. <laughs> yes, uh, this, this check is going out to the Lorenzo Simple Junior Foundation. <laughs> here, yes, here at Lorenzo Simple Junior, we believe that no family should have to pay more than it costs, or they should pay more than it costs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it costs a hundred dollars. We're gonna make you pay hundred twenty. We believe that no family should be turned away for inability to care. Here's Marlo Thomas to tell you more. And only airs during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> I buy. I'm shouldn't be making jokes about St. Jude. They do wonderful work. Uh, but like, it's easy. Guys, like, why not? Real quick, why not you, utilize? <laughs> but like, why not just say, "Oh, our money goes to like some knockoff." Right. Like, don't say Red Cross, but like something Blue that, Shield or something. Yeah. But yeah. No, but it's like that joke in Family Guy where they're like, "What's the charity?" And Brian's like, "Green Whale." Guns, and they're like, that doesn't exist. And they cut to a green whale, like in the ocean, going, Why will no one help us? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I was half expecting like that to be like a payoff where where it's supposed to lead into some clever something rather. Kids, um, ah, yes, it doesn't kill <laughs> and it's irretrievable. Because... <laughs> it's <Toss>. because <laughs> dog shadows. <laughs> It's because they mention it multiple times. It's not just like a one-off thing of like, oh, I give money to, to orphans or whatever. Like, it's they keep saying it. I don't know. That's a nitpicky thing. But anyways. What um, you fail to realize, Mr. Bond, is that I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the author of all your pain. <laughs> like your the arthritis you're feeling right now? It's all me. Oh, um, in a way. But... Not only do we have that bizarre video game sequence, but then Connery and Kim Basinger do the tango. Yeah, which um, is bizarre uh, for many Kim reasons. Kim Basinger does the tango. <laughs> Sean Connery is also there. <laughs> That's yeah. Tango's but, around but like, Bond. While they're doing <laughs> this, spiders. Connery is like, "Oh, your brother was in on this plot, and they killed him, and like this is not the time to be telling her this information." I don't know. It was very bizarre. You're not wrong. And that's my review of the movie. It was very bizarre. Um, can we get to the, the bit where Fatima Blush is like, I'm the best sex you've ever had, and I want you to write <laughs> it down for me? Woo. Yeah, this is where uh, where I said that she was my best thing. Then this <laughs> happened, and I was like, oh. I, I really wanted her to shoot Bond. I was really hoping that was just well, how this movie was going to end. And like I said, the whole time, whenever she's around Bond, I'm like, just shoot him. Like, yeah, this isn't yeah. that difficult. Yeah. But she wants she, if she wants to play with her prey. I get it. All right? I, she, I get it. She specifically... 
She's obsessed with being the best. Once yes. again, we're in a universe where everybody knows who James Bond is. Everybody knows who, what 007 means and who he works for and what he does. Um, but because I don't know if this is supposed to exist in the same universe as some of the other Bond movies, I have no idea what this Bond has been through. I have no context for any of that. And to just make these grand assumptions of like, oh yeah, she knows who he is. She sees Sean Connery's face. She knows that's James Bond. I I, I thought that was not giving the audience enough credit. Sure. It's also like, so, I mean, for one, I hate it because it's like, oh, you, you made her... She was she was a fun fun minor villain character in this that was having a good time trying to kill Bond and then you you made her oh she's obsessed with with Bond saying that she's good at sex okay this is this well, is what just you all the, reduced the her dialogue to. to set that up is just bizarre because yes. Connery's just like oh in my memoirs I definitely would have made you number one as the best or something I'm like. Why is Bond writing or talking about a memoir that he's working on or something? This is just yes. the worst. And then and then he shoots her with the pin yeah. that's supposed to explode. But the thing is that she doesn't know that the pin is an explosive pin. She just knows that it. He shot it and it's it hit her in the side and she's bleeding. So it's like why I do is like it... how she starts laughing. But why isn't her weird. reaction immediately? Oh. Jeez, he tried. I'm gonna shoot back. I'm gonna like because Bond needs to live through the end of the movie, Tyler. <laughs> and then she just explodes. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I'm. I would, Tyler, I was we like, oh. moved far beyond just cars falling off cliffs and blowing up. No, we need people to <laughs> blow up. No, I wish that that had just we just the entire movie. Anytime someone's shot, just a normal gun. Just <laughs> no, no, no. You know what'd been even better. You don't even been better. They, they, like it starts to show her blow up and then we just cut to nuclear test footage of an atomic bomb going off and it's mm. like oh Bond Bond triggered the bomb by blowing her up the end and then the movie's just over that would be there is like half an hour left after that that would be great gotten, there's gotten, more gotten, than half an hour left that's like halfway through the movie would have gotten out so much earlier I think everything that happened in this movie is halfway through the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie just would not end and the best part is like Bond takes care of her and like he's already dealt with her henchmen and stuff the cops are about to show up Felix just comes around the corner and he's like I was here the whole time I knew you could handle yourself and I'm just like <laughs> you didn't know he had an exploding pen what and is also, going on and also like were, did you want this to end in violence like, <laughs> yeah, sh like, shouldn't you as a, as like an intelligence officer shouldn't you be trying to de-escalate the situation what? or maybe get some intelligence by, by uh, arresting her yes. or something and, but then they just sneak off and, and they're just like pretending to work out like they take off like like they've just got like they, they strip most of their clothes just to look like they're working out and they then were... like Connery's just riding a bike and Felix is just like pretending to like practice boxing while he's running like Rocky there it's were... very bizarre there were multiple moments in this where I kept like expecting Bond to just be like no it's okay I'm with British intelligence because that would have cleared up the entire like there's one where he and like... also everyone knows who Bond is in this universe so that yes. would have been fine there's a point where he knocks out uh, or uh, no he doesn't knock out what he does is he puts I don't think we ever see him again either he puts a uh, like the guy that's taking the list for some party I don't remember what the context of any of this was but he puts him in a closet and gives him something that he's like, this is a bomb. It's going to go off if you move it all. Um, I did like that. 
But it's like, why is he not just telling? Hey, hey, man, I, here's my badge. Secret intelligence. I gotta get in there. No, no, no. He's at uh, Largo's party, so that's a guy who works for Largo. Eh. Be fine. <laughs> so no, I I do like that, and the best part is like when he shows back up and he just grabs out of his hand. And he's like, "Good night." Okay, so I guess I completely missed that part. So I was looking at uh, video games that were released in 1983. Uh-huh. So what do you guys think would have been a better alternative? Literally to, anything. To the, well, let me get through the bit, Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these are some of the suggested titles I have. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Strong. Mario Brothers, the first appearance of Luigi. Oh, wow. A Star Wars game that looked like, uh, like a Space Invaders mm-hmm. Galaga mm-hmm. thing, but Star mm-hmm. Wars-y. Or a game simply called Worms? With question mark. Which of those would you have rather seen Largo and Sean Connery play at each other? Well, so I have several thoughts. Um, okay, <laughs> of course. First, first of all, I like the idea that Worms would just be—he sits down there. There's no, there's no screens. There's no, they're just yeah. sitting across from each other, and then uh, they sit down, and Largo's just like Worms, and Sean <laughs> <Connery's>, Connery's oh Worms, <laughs> and, then and then Largo's like Worms, <laughs> and Sean Connery's like Worms, Worms, Largo's worms. just like. Largo just goes worms, and and then Connery's like, "Oh, I've had those before." Um, I like Donkey Kong Junior Math. That would be potential. I was never good at fractions. I like the Star Wars thing as a potential meta, you know, Irving yeah. Kershner. I was, yeah. was going to say, I would really like if it was just Space Invaders. That was all. <laughs> they just sit down and just. The real thing here is how great would it be for them to argue over who is who's Mario and who's Luigi. I don't. No, but Luigi sucks. He's just fine. He's taller. You get you get better jumping. You think that's true, but it's not. <laughs> mm, fine, I'll be Luigi. Oh, <laughs> uh, that bit was worth it. <laughs> Agreed. Good bit, everyone. Well done. It's a tie. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna mention. There is a scene. It's this. It's when he he's uh, on the boat with F- F- Fatima. Yes, Blush. Correct, Miss, Miss Blush, and uh, <laughs> the intercutting with the fish. Oh and, god! Yes, no. and there is this montage of that. Men. Might be my worst thing. Can I retroactively change yes, my worst thing? That's fair. It's playing like smooth jazz while it's intercutting with them in like like they're. It's more. I mean, not really graphic, but it's more like you see more than you usually do in these Bond sex scenes, right? Right. And they it, they're intercutting with like the ocean and fish as as there's just smooth jazz, and it's a good like thirty seconds. And I was just like, wait, what? How did we get here? And the worst part is like it's cutting to them. They're like getting thrown around the room because yes. the boat is bouncing, and I'm like, this feels like something out of Key and Peel. What is going right. on? Yeah, and, Can not I, in the, and not in like a, an artsy Terrence Malick way, where the, you know, it's it's exploring the human condition. It's no. just like half <laughs> ah, fish. It's we've shot this this awkward scene of Connery kissing this lady, and they're attempting to make love. We we got to have something here, otherwise it's just going to traumatize our audience. Well, I think it fish. Means I think it means they're doing it like they do it on the Discovery Channel, based on Alex's favorite song. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know your favorite song is Vengabus. 
<laughs> my brain is not following any of this. <laughs> Much like the movie. Sure, sure. Um, can can I talk about our our, our quote unquote MI six regulars real quick? Because yeah. I, have a, I, I have a bit of a, bit of a rant about this. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start backwards. So Q is is called Algernon in right. this. Which I thought at first was supposed to be like a rights thing where it's like, well, Q is really only called Q in the movies, so we're not going to do that. We'll have our own guy who creates the gadgets, and, and he's called Algernon. He's He'll a be a mouse character. that gets really smart. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just call him Q like several times later in the movie. I'm like, wait, right. so why call him Algernon? Well, they interchange Why not just it? call him They're Q? Like, Algernon sure knew what he was doing. Yeah, Q is yeah. pretty great. Like, they really... <laughs> Like, it baffled my mind because I was just like, wait, is this a legal thing? What's what's going on? Ah! The backstory for this movie is far more interesting than any of, anything that's in the movie. Um, and then Moneypenny is, like, this young woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, once again, my brain is, is, like, going haywire. Just like, well, she's not, like, Connery's age. What, like... <laughs> Was there a money penny when he started at MI6? Like, my brain starts going in all these stupid directions. Every time Alex is a young woman, says brain fries. Which, by the way, I, I need to point out something about Octopussy that I didn't mention. The scene where we have Money Penny's supposed replacement, I hated. Oh, sure. Um, because Her Lois Maxwell like, is just delightful, and... Like, yeah, what, the fact what was the that, new lady's name? Like, Lavender or something? I don't remember. Yeah. But it... But but the fact that it's just like yeah we're gonna replace her and we're we're going ahead and building up to that and yeah. I, I didn't like any of that and, and like it's Roger Moore supposed to be hitting on this much younger lady while Probably. Money Penny is literally in the room like none of it that that's you know which was the thing that bothered me movie. most about Money Penny in this is that like she's there's it, also no like flirtatious behavior they're, they're attempting it feels like there's an attempt at like doing the, it, it's sort of the same thing with all the one later one liners where they're just like i don't know probably an innuendo that's like very flat and not all that clever um it's it feels like they're trying to have the same relationship but they just don't yeah <laughs> right at all well i feel like i really enjoyed roger moore and lois maxwell's back and forth because it was flirty but in the but not in an they weren't actually which is also how other. sean connery right Okay. It generally played. It's, yeah. it's always and that was and that was like a fun like these two old like oh you know Money Penny you're the only one for me oh James you're an idiot you know right. I, I liked that back and forth uh, I, I saw that was charming. Yeah, they don't have that in this. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then I think the worst is is M who is like the most stuffy stereotypical British person, which is saying and, something compared to the other guy. And something I really latched on to was the scene where they're trying to figure out how exactly the missiles went missing. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, oh, this Patachi guy, he was the only one who, who was there at the time, and he left. Like, we have that on record. And But the only person who can access this thing with their eye is the president. And then Bond goes, well, couldn't somebody be using a false eye? Which ordinarily I would be like... 60s Batman, that feels like a huge leap in logic, but for this material, mm. it actually doesn't seem like it's that big a stretch for Bond to make. Um, but then M just goes, Really, 007? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life! A false eye? And yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just, yeah. no, I'm this, just this, like, yeah. what? Where did that come from? Yeah, this M, like, 
always keeps six monocles in his pocket because they keep yeah. popping out every time he, <laughs> anything happens. Oh, I broke again. Yeah. This M is like the, the the old guy in all the rap videos that later learns to get in on it. He's like, <laughs> I hate all this music, but my foot is starting to tap. Is this a rap video or is this like a Gushers commercial? Both of them. <laughs> it's it's both simultaneously. Wait, am I? I hate these candies, but I'm a strawberry Cause, now. Because it's, it's it's like one of those like it's a commercial for like some sort of juice related product. Yeah. Where uh, where there's like there there's there there there's vaguely like rock like there's there's probably like a guitar that's doing like some yeah. very like uh, rote solo. Of some sort in the background, while like the kids are all on skateboards and they've all got crazy colorful like yeah. outfits and awesome. stuff, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you just gotta try Gushers," and he's like, "Oh no, I could I, the, the crazy kids these days." Oh, and then there's like another his his another kid who, who tries them, and he's like, "Whoa!" And then like yeah, you know, his hair his hair spike yeah his hair spikes into like crazy purple hair and, mm. and they're all doing skateboards and <laughs> doing skateboards. Doing skateboards. <laughs> Talk to your kid. And then and then it, it, it's like it does the advertisement and then it, or the, yeah. the, it's like oh gushers da, 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 and says the motto and then the old guy is like oh right. and then it's, it shows him with a he's bald but now he has like flocks of, or yeah, flocks yeah. of hair and it, yeah. Hi I'm Lorenzo Simple Jr. Talk to your kids about doing skateboards. <laughs> I, I, my favorite part of this movie is when Sean Connery goes but can't you see him? There's cinnamon sugar swirls in every bite. <laughs> see, now I'm thinking like a Snickers commercial, and it's like you're not you without a Snickers, and it's it's th- this version of M, and, and then, then he, he has he... the Snickers, and then he turns into Tom Holland. <laughs> I was gonna say Tony Hawk, <laughs> but okay, sure. sure. <laughs> I also really like the idea of this M just uh, losing his mind at various like Bond's like. <laughs> Uh, M, would you would you like a glass of water? She's like, Bond, how dare you! What? That is the most ridiculous request I have heard in my life. It's port or nothing. <laughs> yeah, this M was. Everyone <laughs> knows I prefer diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> this MI6 hated Bond, and yeah. the other ones are kind well, of like Bond. You're kind of annoying. This well, movie, they to... all hated him. Well, it seems to be the only real area of substance where it's like bond you're getting old and out of shape and the 007 or the 00 program is outdated we don't need you anymore right but then they do nothing with it like bond just goes on a mission and then he fixes the problem um why do we think sounds like another movie so rowan atkinson's yeah oh my god rowan atkinson's name in this movie is small faucet huh what do we think that means is it an is it a male anatomy joke because I don't know how often it's referred to as a faucet. Alex, explain. What is, what is it with this movie? Like, this movie is worse with the P-jokes than Batman vs. Superman. Like, what what is going on? Remind me of the joke from BVS that is that one. The, well, it's, 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 it's not, not a, a joke. joke. It's, it's a plot point. <laughs> yes, where it's Granny's Peach... Uh, or no, Granny's Peach Tea or what? Ice, ice Tea? I don't remember. I did um, not remember that movie very well. Yes, and um, oh, that's that's all the better for you, man. It's, like, it's a whole, the, I I envy you greatly. It's a whole thing where where uh, she's talking to the senator lady is talking to to Lex Luthor, Holly Hunter, the best yes. character in the movie. Correct, and she's she Lex is trying to like convince her that things are probably fine, and she's like, "Well, you know, my, I have, uh, in my I town we uh, we don't." 
Show me a bucket of piss and call it Granny's Peach yes. IT. You won't you won't fool a fly on me or whatever she says. And then <laughs> you can and put then, kittens in the oven, but that don't make them biscuits. <laughs> like it's, it's something that ridiculous. Um, or, you but know. then, but but then <laughs> something she's going like something that. like, hey Lonnie, hey Lonnie, yeah, what's that thing your grandma used to say? The oven kittens don't make uh, some kind of biscuit. That's it. Okay, <laughs> thanks. What are you? Are you still selling peaches? No, I'm watching. No, I'm just hanging out watching uh, watching Arrow season four. It's my favorite one of them. <laughs> are you really watching that? No, I'm watching Letter Kenny. Okay. All right, but then Fair enough. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie Hall is the Here Comes the Sequel's mascot. Uh, we have not voted on this. Okay. <laughs> uh, then uh, the, yeah, they're in the Senate hearing, and uh, she looks down and she's like, "There, there appears to be a, a, a glass of pee sitting on my my desk here." And she turns it, and she sees that it says Granny's peach tea or whatever. Or lemonade. I guess uh, it's. Lim- I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I guess tea's not yellow. It's fine. Um, and then, uh, and then the, the place blows up and she dies. Okay. <laughs> it's the only a, a quote unquote clever setup and payoff in that whole freaking. And also movie. raises the question: Was it actually pee in the glass that he put on her Ooh. desk? And where did it come from? It, and, so. and, See, it really, explosive? it raises yes. all sorts of existential questions that you just. You just keep wanting to discuss over and over again as you bash your head against a wall. Yeah. Kind of like Organization 13 in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Very interesting and makes those games better. Sure. Right. Alex, you look vacant. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I feel just... like there's some, you have some bitterness. That, okay. I have a lot of bitterness about Organization 13. <laughs> I think it's a silly thing in a wonderful series. It's okay. We all we're all bitter about various things. Like I am with Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. <sighs> so the final final scene <laughs> of the movie is Connery chilling with Kim Basinger, and then uh, Rowan Atkinson just shows up. Bond, the MI six needs you again. A thing is happening. Does he like have like a prat fall in the water or yeah. something? Or does no, he Con- do- Connery throws him into the water because he thinks he's a bad guy. Okay, I think probably. And then, and then Connery goes never again, and oh. Basinger goes never, and then like he winks at the camera, and then the movie ends. And I just wanted to punch something. <laughs> I like the theme song. <laughs> Performed by our very own Lonnie Hall. Hey, oh. yeah. She, my my yeah, favorite never, part is that she never. keeps saying never over and yes. over and over yeah. again. Yeah, it's ironic. It's very chill. It's very, like, you know, gro- groovy sort of. Again, very 60s. It's only elevator music. Yes, yes. It's just, it's just very, it's very chill. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like it at all. <laughs> Especially because I feel like the Roger Moore movies have such a for the most part a string of very good theme songs sure I this one no comparison sure I don't know I, th- this was a nice change of pace from screaming the the title and the chorus sure. without being boring um, I quite liked it I thought it was a good groove good jam the song of the summer sure um 
Yeah, are, are there any other like get, uh, scenes or anything that we want to talk get, about? Let's get "Never Say Never Again" by Lonnie Hall trending uh, on, yeah. on the uh, in 2019 trending on the uh, the, 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 the the record boards. <laughs> get that back on Billboard. Yeah. All right. Just so Ryan Seacrest has to talk about it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Lonnie Hall suddenly making like other rounds on all the shows that I can't remember. But are very popular. Or like Letterman or something, I don't know. <laughs> Showing up on, like, uh, what's that, man? The Masked Singer. 60 Minutes? <laughs> the hottest show is 60 Minutes. <laughs> Jeopardy? Yeah, she's on Snapped, you know, the whole thing. MTV's Disaster Day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, My Strange Addiction, all that kind of stuff. I just can't stop listening to Lonnie Hall's Never Say Never Again. Give it a few months, and we'll need to have that set up for Tyler. <laughs> and remember, you can submit your Lonnie Hall fan art to mm-hmm. all our various uh, <laughs> all your all our stuff. Uh, we are going do. to use your drawings to figure out what he looks like as the yeah. uh, Here Comes the Sequels mascot, um, and not credit you at all. So yeah, just just, hey, just know that that's that's the situation. You are you are uh, just. Just we like to be really boy. honest with our fans. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, we never guys. we want to be really transparent. We we yeah. never want you to feel like you're not connected with us. Uh, we love you guys. You you're here through everything. We love it. You know, with you on social media. <laughs> Again, and <laughs> two episodes previous to this, I did do a very sincere thank you, and I still mean all of that. <laughs> Don't let our hilarious. No, this was this was a very targeted thing that <laughs> I think most people will will follow if you ever watch YouTube. Um, yeah. So remember to smash that like. Yeah, yeah. Hit that notification bell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know what that I does. Don't, no, that's a thing that started cro- cropping up, and I don't know what. I... My my YouTube rule. Here's a Britain YouTube hack. Hey uh-huh. guys, welcome back to Britain's YouTube hacks. <laughs> uh, when I'm watching YouTube on my laptop, and I'm gonna scroll down to look at the other recommended videos, I put my hand on the screen above the comments so I never have to see them. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not let myself look at comments. Because if I do, I'll get really mad. But if I ever do see a comment that makes me mad, I pick a celebrity and pretend they wrote it. <laughs> so let's be like, man, Adam Durrett from The Counting Grows really doesn't like this movie. Well, from now on, Britain's going to make sure every comment comes from Sean Connery. Yeah, really. My, It always confuses me greatly when I see when I watch a, a YouTube video and then at the end the person's like you know let me know in the comments how you feel and I'm like you you don't need to like I don't know if you do actually read those but either way don't what are you doing Jenny Nicholson does a great thing where she'll be like so if you know what I'm talking about leave a comment I don't look at the comments and then she'll just <laughs> yeah. like keep going and she's very transparent about like I don't because like you don't, it's not worth it like I would you know I'm screaming into the void here dudes yeah dude ah uh. Alex, what's your grade for uh, Thunderball? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, my grade for Thunderball is a C minus. My grade for Never Say Never Alex, Again. Alex, what's your grade for uh, Back to the Future? Uh, I think A minus. Let's let's see. I don't even remember. Well, Alex is looking that up. Go go ahead. Do you get it? Nope. Alex, what what's your grade for for Cats twenty nineteen? Yeah. Um, A plus. That. That tracks. Oh, I'm no, no. Excuse me. That the, the little smudge on the paper. Um, it just says cancer. <laughs> wow. Oh, harsh. Take that, T.S. Eliot. That's. I don't even remember writing that down. 
It's you mementoed yourself. See, I feel like you're. I feel like you're, it's definitely going to land in the A range for you. Um, when we inevitably review it as part of our musical theater adaptation uh, series, um, yeah, it's it's really up your alley. Ah, that's good. <laughs> um, well, was, we are all going to say we are going to all see that movie together. We all saw La La Land together. That's very true. So. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're going to watch all, all the movies that Taylor Swift is in. <laughs> so we're going to watch like Valentine's Day or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Um, the other ones that she's in. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that way I can do more weird Taylor Swift quotes from some an- her some songs that are Probably. weird. Um, anyways, um, this movie is a complete disaster. I don't... It, it just feels like they had to get it out there just to get it out there. It feels... Oddly enough, it feels like this movie is almost like a legal obligation more than somebody actually wanted to create something interesting. Yeah. Um, and based on my understanding of it, it went through like a whole slew of writers. And, and like I said, it took like, you know, nearly 10 years to kind of just get off the ground and get it made. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like by that point, they were just like, fine, just make the thing. I mean, as, um, as video games have shown us, the longer it takes to release, the better it is. Final Fantasy fifteen. Aliens, <sighs> Colonial Marines... Kill me. Anyways, um, and it's just so weird how the final credited writer is Lorenzo Simple Jr. Um, because in many ways, this does feel like it's written by the same guy who wrote so much of the 60s Batman stuff, but at the same time, just everything good about 60s Batman is just missing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's got this weird, like I said, the way it's shot, it, it feels like it's trying to be a bit more traditional, it's trying to be a bit more grounded, it's trying to feel a bit more like the original few Bond movies with Connery, um, but then this story is so ridiculous, and some of the characters are just cartoons, um, the set pieces don't match, and they're just boring, and Connery's... Connery's not bad, he, he does seem to be a, at least moderately interested in this movie, um... But it's just he doesn't look great, and they don't play up his him being older or looking older nearly enough. Um, yeah, the, the movie's terrible. Uh, I am going to give it the same grade that I gave you Only Live Twice, because this movie butchers an ending for Connery's Bond as well as Blofeld and Spectre, so it's getting an F. Yeah, F. I know that was long-winded. I apologize. Um, yeah, me too. It's dumb, it's boring, I don't remember anything. It's a bad movie. Minus. Nice. <laughs> That's better. great. Bring it back. I was. I it, for me, it's so it's, you do think this is technically worse than You Only Live Twice. This because I, I kept I kept saying that's the worst Bond movie. This is the worst. I, I this is the one I've hated the most. Okay. Of all the ones we've watched from Bond. Fair enough. It, it just like I know You Only Live Twice has Bond dressing up as an Asian man and other such gems, um, but this one in particular just felt very like they were still basically trying to make a movie that would have maybe been okay in the 60s and pass it off like it was fine in the 80s right Um, especially just like like I, i know none of us were super high on octopussy like obviously i liked it more than either of you but like just comparing the two, Octopussy is a masterpiece in terms yeah. of just big, fun action for the summer. Yes. And this movie's just like like a turd in the wind. <laughs> and I guess you lived your life like a turd in the wind. 
<laughs> I don't like saying that word. <laughs> and I swear a lot in real life, but I don't like talking about that biological product. It's okay. I'm made. directly quoting uh, award winner uh, Tom Hardy, so it's fine. That is oh, well, there you go. So I didn't have a recommendation this week because I rented about the Cats trailer. But I do want to... Which took up all your, your positive thinking. All of my energy. But I did want to do a segment called Recommendations where I revisit something. Tyler, you watched a previous recommendation of mine, 1776. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was good. It's, yeah. It's, good. it's a fun time. It's a great movie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the uh, It's just... It's nice to, to get... Because the entire movie is, is sort of something that I, I, I don't think I realized before watching it that the entire movie is sort of all about just like passing the the deck or basically yeah, yeah. signing off on independence and so it all takes place in philadelphia mm-hmm. and they're all it's just it's just all the the little internal politics and them them fighting amongst each other and rabbling it was good uh, yeah the, the, i really like that element of, of them trying to win over all the votes and yeah uh music was very fun oh yeah. very very lighthearted, very you know kind of catchy and the uh, lyrics are brilliant. You mentioned good, the dialogue is, yes, is yes, stunning. Yes, very, very clever movie. Good performers. Oh, man. Good time. And how terrifying is that molasses to rum number? <laughs> oh, man. It was something. That is a heck of a heck of a movie. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. And uh, I also would like to tell you that uh, they revived the show on Broadway in the 90s, and mm. Pat Hingle played Benjamin Franklin. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. How about that? What a time. But that said, Howard De Silva is wonderful in that movie as Franklin. I mm-hmm. loved him in that movie very, very much. So yeah, there you go, guys. You, it's, a, it's a validation. We for have me. we have also, I think, agreed that uh, Benjamin Franklin, um, John Adams, and and Thomas Jefferson are, in some combination, uh, the original Here Come the Sequels yeah. uh, uh, gang. Yeah, I would uh, agree. We haven't decided on who corresponds to what or why or you yeah, know, how really this relates to reviewing movies. But, but but there's a lot in there that I think works. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. So again, if you want to give us your fan art of whatever you think we look like <laughs> as those three historical men trying to pass the uh, the declaration of uh, better movies. Yeah, really. Um, almost as important, I would say, as trying to pass <laughs> the declaration if, of independence. After a movie like this, it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's fun to think that you guys have been listening to our show for all this time and you don't know what we look like. We could pass you on the street and you'd never know. Just start, hey, just start saying Zack Snyder to people on the street and see how they react. And um, you this might, is, this is how you find the first one. Yeah, that's that's. You the might trick discover to... that it's one of us. Yeah. Or I guess if it's me, say like, Corey Da. I don't know what I yell about cats. I guess. Yeah. But that this is it's very in the the public hive mind right now. So it's kind of that's hard true. To, that's true. A lot many of people, a lot of I think, things. would have a reaction. Uh, Zack Snyder for sure is is the. Uh, the, the canary in the in the cave. For yeah, that's Alex's trigger word. For, for correct. Alex. That's your Manchurian candidate code phrase. <laughs> yeah, if you say it, if you say it, I will violently attack you in the street. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> I've said it before and I've said it again. I can't wait till you marry a woman named Martha. <laughs> this is not a joke. I one time uh, knew a woman whose sister was named Martha, and I really did want. To set up her sister and Alex. I really, really wanted it to happen. But she lived in, like, Cape Canaveral or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Not not one here, one where we live, which, again, you'll never know. Which is too far away from Miami, where we live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're all just a bunch of Madras shirt-wearing surf boys. 
Which is what everyone in Miami does. Yeah, exactly. Right? Is that what happens there? They're the Dolphins. They have the buildings. They're kind of just for show. It's really just... It's a big surf complex. <laughs> Gosh. Well, guys, hope you've enjoyed our Comic-Con roundup. <laughs> uh, check it out. Why not ERP Season 4? Coming to Sci-Fi. Get ready. And, uh, again, please write into us. Let us know what you think. And uh, we, we'll, we would love to hear from you. I was going to say, we'll take fan art, but I... I don't know if I want to open us up to that. <laughs> we, whatever you send in, we will consider mentioning it on the podcast. <laughs> if you have questions for us, I'd love to answer some on the air. <laughs> Slake your curiosities. Such as, why does Britain have so many toes? Yeah. Or, why, what? I've been wondering that for years. <laughs> Doctors just don't know. Or what is Alex's favorite deli meat? Oh, uh, is it butter popcorn? <laughs> or is it the a peanut butter one? <laughs> Mine is juicy pear. Fair enough. <laughs> or how does Tyler manage to avoid the tax season every year? <laughs> the answer may surprise you. <laughs> Do they all just live in a, in a house that's a big shoe together and sleep in one giant bed? <laughs> With their sleeping caps and feathers floating above them when they snore? Now, Britain, that's just ridiculous. Both of you know that I don't snore. Now that just sounded weird. <laughs> Ew. Your oh. joke is that we all sleep together in the same area. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then you're like, you know I don't snore. Um... Alex, Alex, I don't know if we're going to survive the next Bond movie, and I place the blame for this entirely on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, knew, I knew this was going to get bad. Oh, that's right. We got that. This has been, our next uh, movie is our farewell to, Mo- to Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and and temporarily Bond. We're going to be taking a break from him. Thank goodness. I, <laughs> I right now I will say right now I'm very happy to get back to Roger Moore. Sure. I will I will welcome seeing him, but I am ready to move on to another franchise. Yeah. Oh well, yeah no no I, I I completely agree. The break might need to be I was I think the original plan was literally just knock out Indiana Jones and then continue on. We're going to need to we're going to need to space this out a bit more. Disagree. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> yeah, I might, I'm, I might outvote you on that one, Alex. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it off mic. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to see. That about sums it up, folks. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can find us uh, on email if herecomethesequels at gmail.com and iTunes, I think, if you just search probably yeah other places yeah wherever you wherever you get your podcast check us out unless it's spotify i don't think we're on that yeah that too or maybe we are i i don't know i don't know i things. don't believe we are because i think that is more difficult yeah than, pay for that uh, it needs to be for our efforts i don't think you have to pay for it because there are some very strange podcasts i've found on spotify hey, hts don't stand for here comes a spotify that's all i'm saying yeah sure Alright. Well, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good night, everybody. See you, everyone. I miss you. I'm going to go back to the shed. Artist subjective. (laughs) Nothing is real.